are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blazers. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer and editor at LeBron Wire, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, also a writer currently for the Associated Press. And welcome back to the show. It is a Monday. It is an MLK Day Monday in the NBA, which is always a big, big night. We have not chatted since I left you on Thursday after our podcast with Jason Quick from The Athletic, and I am back both to talk about tonight's game against the Utah Jazz, which was a big one, and the game that I was at the other night in Portland against the New Orleans Pelicans. Maybe the the continuation of Jake Lehman's sanity, and then it carried on, or uh, Jake Laymania, as my buddy Kevin Pelton from ESPN coined during the game tonight. But the Blazers have won three straight games. That I can tell you, and we'll talk about the New Orleans game after we get done breaking down this Utah game tonight. But Portland wins their third straight game. In a 109-104 victory over the Utah Jazz, they do so in a comeback fashion after being down by seven at halftime. They really, really delivered in the third quarter tonight. And Yusuf Nurkic again with, with a big game. Damian Lillard with 26 points, eight assists, and eight rebounds. Obviously leading the way as he always does. I think it, you know... Uh, before we get too deep into the woods on some of the other stuff, you know, it's got to be said that Dame is taking care of business and being the star player that the Blazers need him to be. But then Nurkic just really, really played well in the second half, really balled out. He had 17 of his 22 points in the second half. He had six of his seven rebounds, in his, or of his eight rebounds, excuse me, in the second half. And he really just... Uh, continues to play really well, bouncing back after a couple of tough games last weekend in the back-to-back in Denver and Sacramento. He delivers on the front end of this back-to-back against Rudy Gobert in a matchup that has given him some trouble this season. I thought Gobert really destroyed the Blazers in the in the Christmas Day game, and the Blazers got run off the court on their home floor by 30 points, a game I was at against the Jazz four days before that. So for Portland to bounce back in the second half and have a win against a team that has dominated them in the first two matchups, I mean, that's really, I think, the, the most fair way to describe those first two games Portland bounces back after trailing in the first at the end of the first half with Nurkic coming up big and then Jake Lehman in the second half with 10 of his 12 points. He played 18 of the 24 possible minutes he could have played in the second half and Lehman just continues to deliver, had some big, big baskets in the fourth quarter, uh, had a three-pointer to end the third quarter to give to extend Portland's lead even more after that. And the third quarter was really where Portland won it. They won that quarter 39 to 28 thanks to some great play by Nurkic on 
both ends. He had he was really getting under Rudy Gobert's skin. It was uh, visible how much Gobert was bothered by Nurkic tonight. It was. I know that Nurkic has had some better statistical performances, obviously, but tonight, in terms of impact, in terms of the fact that he had been dominated the last two times out, the fact that Portland was kind of up against the wall, and Jason Quick and I talked about this on the last podcast, the last road trip where they didn't win those games, those are the types of games that if you want to level up the way the Blazers want to level up and become a contending team in the Western Conference, a team that can win around, these are the types of games in a hostile environment, on the road, against a good team, that you have to have if you're going to be that team. And that's wins like this is walking the walk of being the team that they want to be. And... Layman was was huge tonight for the Blazers. Evan Turner had a big game as well. He had 10 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. He really attacked Kyle Korver tonight and he, he Corver struggled with that matchup and the Blazers went right at him with Turner and Turner was able to create Myers Leonard had some big big shots in the th- fourth quarter as well. His shooting helped with Lehman and Seth Curry, and those three guys really gave Turner a lot of space to work. And, and Zach Collins had, you know, a, a pretty bad night for him, but it didn't really affect. He didn't. He didn't really drag the team down. And I, I, I was really impressed by the play of Leonard, the play of Lehman, those two guys, and then Harkless in 18 minutes tonight was effective. Even though he didn't play a lot, Lehman actually played more than he did, but he was efficient. He was 3-for-3 three three from the field. He made some nice cuts. Uh, maybe not as, as great of a game on the boards as you'd like to see, but he he delivered and he d- wasn't taking away from anything out there and helped on some nice cuts and dives to the basket to get easy buckets, which against Utah is you know, more valuable currency than a bucket normally is because the the Jazz are one of the top three defenses in the league. And in a lot of these games, Portland against the Jazz just have have been anemic offensively. They just have not had anything. And Lehman, I thought, obviously, in addition to Nurkic being great and Dame making the plays that he did all night long, I thought Lehman really gave the Blazers another dimension tonight. Uh, as Jason Quick likes to say on the podcast, and he pointed out to us a couple of weeks ago, is that Lehman runs hard, and he runs through the Blazers' set plays with pace. And he gets the defense thinking about him diving to the rim, and now his three-point shot is good. And so... He mixes it up pretty well and has been mixing it up lately where it's not just what we saw in that Warriors game a while, you know, two or three years back, whatever it was, where he was just making a lot of threes. He's really also getting the defense to suck into the paint, both in the half court sets and also in transition. There was a big three-pointer from C.J. McCollum in the fourth quarter that Lehman basically created himself by streaking down the middle of the paint, sucking a defender with him, and getting 
CJ wide open. And, you know, those are huge plays. And that is just more than just Lehman making shots. Lehman was a plus 14 for the Blazers tonight and and just continues to, to really contribute on a consistent basis for this team. And it's been about two and a half weeks. I think, yeah, two and a half weeks sounds about right since the OKC game in that first week of January. So about two and a half weeks that Lehman has been playing over Nick Stauskas in the rotation. And I don't see any reason why they should give up on on Lehman in that spot over Stauskas because he's just been better. He is a little bit bigger at 6'9". He, he's very, very athletic. I, his above-the-rim presence is something that the Blazers don't really have a lot of. I think Myers Leonard has brought some more dunks to the table this year, but uh, Lehman has just been a great threat, backdoor cutting, getting towards the basket, being a lob threat, and he, he has added another dimension to this team, and I totally get why Terry Stotts wants to stick with Mo Harkless as the starter because Harkless has put in a lot of time as this team starting small forward and the Blazers, there's a lot of that. The sample size on that group is really, really big and they've been really good for the last four, three or four years. So I get why Stotts doesn't want to do that. But the fact that you have Lehman coming off the bench and you can kind of what Terry Stotts has been doing, at least what he did tonight, was he can ride the hot hand. And I think Stotts is really good at that. And I know that a lot of people are not, you know, will will criticize Stotts here and there. But I, I really do think that Stotts read that Lehman had the hot hand just like he read that Lehman had the hot hand in the second quarter of Friday's game against New Orleans, which we'll get to in the next segment. But this was as good of a win for the Portland Trail Blazers tonight as they've had all season long beating Utah who has really bounced back and gotten their way back into the playoff race they are 8 and 2 in their last 10 including tonight and the Blazers now are 29 and 19 they have a two game lead over the fifth place Houston Rockets and they are tied right now in the game's back column with Oklahoma City, who they face tomorrow. So uh, this is a great spot to be in if you're the Blazers. They get a big, big win against Utah, and they also keep the tiebreaker alive with Utah. They'll play one more time as the Jazz lead the season series 2-1. to So Portland keeps hope alive for that as well. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back here with more Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network in a moment. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, If you want to check out, uh, if you want to learn more about how the Jazz are doing, you should definitely check out Locked On Jazz, hosted by David Locke. And uh, if you want to find out about the team that the Blazers beat on Friday, you can go check out Locked On Pelicans with Jake Madsen. Uh, but the the Pelicans, I mean, if you go over there, you'll probably hear a lot about the postgame comments the other night from Alvin Gentry, who went off in the postgame at Blazers Pelicans because Jake Lehman 
absolutely set him off. I, I don't think there's any way around that. Uh, to me, that that is absolutely what happened, and it's what it sounded like. That's what happened uh, in the quote after Alvin Gentry. And his Pelicans lost 128-112 to the Trailblazers on Friday night. I was there covering that game for the AP. And after the game, Gentry was calling out his team's defense, calling the Pelicans out after, you know, they're a top or bottom five defense coming into that game. And he just went off on them, uh, said, you can't let a guy come in and score 20 points while he's laughing at you. He was referring to Lehman, of course, who had 20 points in the game, all of them coming in the second quarter against New Orleans. It was uh, a playground-like scene at the Moda Center that night. It was unlike a lot of things that I've seen. I've seen a lot of people get hot. I've seen the crowd get really loud in there a bunch of times, but I've never uh, seen them kind of into it the way they were with Lehman on Friday because it was just special. He had this amazing backdoor alley-oop dunk where it looked like he was floating in slow motion. It was just, it was special. And that was, uh, after that happened, we were talking, I mean, that's that was worth the price of admission right there if you were a fan seeing that go down. And it, it was it was truly a, a special moment to be there for was seeing Lehman do that. And then after that, to hear Gentry in the postgame, hearing how mad he got just because Jake Lehman went off against his team. And when Lehman had that big quarter against Phoenix, it was, you know, it was like whatever, uh, at least for me, like it was it was fun. But watching him do it against the Phoenix Suns, who are by far the worst team in the West, it's it's like, okay, big deal. To do it against a team like New Orleans that has a lot of really talented players on their team, including Anthony Davis, who's a top five player, to see Lehman do that against a team that also, you know, swept the Blazers in the playoffs. Not, you know, it's not the whole team. Rondo's not there anymore. But it, it was just it, it meant more. And also, I thought what the impact that it had on the Pelicans made it that much more special that. After that game, Alvin Gentry sounding the alarms and panicking because they fell to 21 and 25. They're now 22 and 25 because they beat Memphis this afternoon in their game down in Memphis, which they always have a game down in Memphis for the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday because that was where he was unfortunately uh, shot and killed. But that's beside the point. Anyway, the, the Pelicans really, really just uh, were completely steamrolled by Jake Lehman in that quarter, and Portland carried that on for a win. Nurkic had a pretty good game, 15 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. C.J. McCollum, a very efficient game, 20 points, 3 assists on 8 of 12 shooting, and then Damian Lillard with a solid game, 24 points and 8 assists. But Layman was the story of that game. He he just really brought the house down, and it was it was a predecessor kind of to what happened tonight. And although his numbers in this game against the Jazz on Monday were not as spectacular, I thought he had some moments against the Jazz that were really big. Other than the shots he made, he had a nice box out against Rudy Gobert, and he just seems like he's rounding out into more of a complete player. And obviously, the scoring makes his impact really noticeable 
But I do think that he's also done a really good job of more intangible things other than just making shots. And some of that is is running through the sets. And, and he's gotten lot. He's gotten I think four lobs in the last two games just because he runs hard on that flare screen and he and he dives to the rim and is a really great jumper and is a guy that can go get a pass and he did that against New Orleans he did that against Utah and the fact that Portland has that in their repertoire now which is not really something they've had because even Harkless you know at his at his most athletic and healthiest he 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 he's more of an explosive jumper than he I think he is uh, a great leaper and Layman really just has the distance and the height on another level than anybody on the Blazers roster and it was he he really adds a new dimension to this team and I think Portland still needs wing help just because of the status of Harkless being in and out all the time but. Layman being there and being a kind of consistent contributor the way he has been is just a really nice addition to this Blazers team. And this is the type of growth that you have to hope for when you're the Blazers. And, you know, that's the model that you have for improvement is getting the guys that are already in your system to become more than what people think they are. And, I think that's what I saw, or that's what we're seeing from, obviously, Yusuf Nurkic, who carried the Blazers on Monday night against Utah, has played really well, except for those two games in Denver and Sacramento. And then Lehman leapfrogging Stauskas in the rotation, and after getting benched, really, earlier in the season has really bounced back and made his way into the rotation with some excellent play. And uh, that was obviously on display against new Orleans when I was there, but it just continues to be on display. And that's a big boost for this Blazers team. It really is. So the Blazers got two big wins this weekend, one over new Orleans at home and then Tonight's win against the Utah Jazz, but they have one other game coming up, and we'll talk about that game when we come back from a break. So we'll be right back with more Locked On Blazers. Hello and welcome back to our final segment on today's Locked On Blazers, and it's a look ahead to Tuesday night's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder Both teams coming to play on the second night of a back-to-back as the Thunder come back from New York City, where they had an early tip against the New York Knicks. They won that game pretty handily, of course, as you would expect, but they'll be flying back to the Chesapeake Energy Arena, where they will host the Blazers as Portland looks to get their first win this season against the Thunder. And this is a big one, obviously, more than just the fact that they're in the same division. Oklahoma City and Portland, as it stands right now, Portland is one game back in the loss column, but they have one more win than the Thunder. Portland's 29-19, and while Oklahoma City is 28-18. and So Portland could gain some ground on the Oklahoma City Thunder 
tomorrow in a in a big matchup in the Thunder. We saw them not that long ago at the beginning of the month in Portland had an excellent win with their suffocating defense. Paul George, Jeremy Grant, Stephen Adams, even uh, Terrence Ferguson, the youngster who who's only about 21 years old, who's who's playing major minutes for them. And then Russell Westbrook has been better defensively than he's ever been. He's always had the tools to be great defensively, has always had the athleticism to be great defensively, obviously had the smarts being that that he can get so many assists and get so many guys open and manipulate the game in, in many ways. Offensively, we've seen that, but he's been excellent on the defensive end this season, and the Thunder defense is their ticket, and then offensively, Paul George has just been the guy for them when it gets tight. George is going to get the ball. He's going to be taking the last shot. Westbrook does still from time to time, but uh, Westbrook is also having a historically bad shooting season this year. His his seasonal numbers have been compared to uh, some of the worst years of Kobe Bryant, and Jordan when he was on the Wizards. So it is bad uh, the way Westbrook is shooting. And he, he's passing the ball more. He's being a little bit smarter. But uh, his, his field goal percentage is just terrible. I mean, he, he's shooting 24% from three. He's a little bit better from two. But his effective field goal percentage is the lowest it's been since his second season. So... Uh, all of that is to say that Westbrook let him shoot. Uh, that is, I would say, the number one scouting note on the Oklahoma City Thunder is you want Westbrook to get up as many jumpers as he can because that is going to be a key to a win. I, I think I think anytime Westbrook puts up a jumper, that's a win for the Blazers defense. They obviously have some other talented players. Terrence Ferguson is a really good three-point shooter. He's a guy that you have to worry about. Even in the clutch, Westbrook is, has shown trust in him, and that's a guy that, that you're going to have to watch out for if you're Portland that you can't sag off of and a guy that you just, you know, you don't want to let him get open looks. Obviously, Paul George is an MVP candidate. Steven Adams is a beast on the offensive boards and a guy that you don't want to let get second chances in there because those will really hurt you and he can go and get two points, maybe get a foul. And again, the center matchup in this one is, is going to be big. Can Yusuf Nurkic win that battle against Steven Adams? He's, he's performed well against Adams in the past. I thought that Gobert kind of had his number and then Monday night, Nurkic comes out and he he whoops Gobert and, and really just you know beasts him Bosnian style and then I think he's got to do the same thing for Portland to have a chance tomorrow night against Oklahoma City yes it's a back to back for the Blazers I am not sure about the status of Maurice Harkless when I asked Harkless at the last game on Friday he said that they had not talked about how they're going to do a back-to-back. He only played 18 minutes tonight, but they are about to get on a plane if they haven't gotten on the plane already. So uh, that is probably a little concerning that uh, he might not play. So, But that probably opens the door for more Jake Lehman minutes, which have been very good to the Blazers 
as of late. So maybe that's not such a bad thing. And plus, I think you just, you know, if you're thinking of Harkless and his long-term health and him being healthy for the playoffs, you probably shouldn't mind him missing the back end of a back-to-back on a, on a road trip. But the good news for Portland is that Oklahoma City will also be on a back-to-back. They're flying from New York, which is a little bit further from Oklahoma City than Salt Lake City. So uh, Portland actually has not – they have a pretty good deal in terms of the uh, travel in this matchup. So the Trailblazers facing a very good Oklahoma City team that is currently directly ahead of them in the standings. But if Portland wins, they can move up to third in the Western Conference standings and get a game on Oklahoma City as well. So uh, this is a a big game. And if Portland can complete this, I mean, going to be in the running all year for the two best uh, wins of the year back to back uh, if they can get both of these. So Portland in Oklahoma City tomorrow night, Tuesday night, with a chance to move up to third in the West and get another big win. I know the trade deadline is on your mind, but we're not going to talk about that today. We've talked a lot about that already. And what's going to happen is what get, it's what's going to happen. Uh, there's really nothing to it more than that. So we'll keep our ear to the ground. We'll let you know of any new rumors that come about, but the Blazers get a big win. They continue to play really good ball and Yusuf Nurkic, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum in, in Friday night's game and Jake Lehman as well in Friday and Monday, just playing excellent basketball and we'll see if they can continue it against an Oklahoma city team that while they beat the Knicks last night, they have not really played well. They have split their last 10 games at five and five. So uh, they've struggled a bit as of late. They even lost to the Lakers at home last Thursday. So uh, not an impossible place to go get a win. So, That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers. Please subscribe, keep listening, listen to Locked On NBA as well, as we have the the weekly guests over there, Ben Golliver from the Washington Post, Sam Amick from The Athletic, and then, of course, you have Corbin Smith coming on here on Locked On Blazers and Jason Quick from The Athletic as well. So keep it locked, stay tuned, and we'll be back with you after the Oklahoma City game tomorrow night. So until then.